Podcast, folks. Hello and welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back Show. Uh, in association with Feck All Nobody at the moment. So if you want to help us out with a bit of sponsorship, you can get in touch with us uh, via social media. Send us a DM um, or you can send us an email, leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com. It doesn't cost the world, but it does help us and keep putting out a bit of content. And uh, we do have listeners and viewers in the regions of thousands. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, uh, show us a bit of support or whatever. Have a bit of appreciation for what we're doing here. Uh, do get in touch with us. Uh, what have we got coming up on the program, you might ask? Well, plenty's coming up on the program. We uh, saw a good few games over the weekend uh, between us. Um, I saw more over last weekend, I think, than I did over the previous two, just with different things going on. But uh, nice to be back in Netwatch Cullen Park. Nice to be out in Balanavoli yesterday. And plenty of good games to look forward to this weekend as well. Uh, here to dissect it is Mr. Tommy Wogan. How are you doing, Tom? Hi, Kev. How are you? Uh, flying it now, and uh, Christy Bulger. How's things, Chris? Evening, how are you all? Good stuff. Uh, good to have you on, lads. Uh, we have John Olin joining us later as well, I think. Um, I think it could be something to do with uh, chicken filler rolls. We'll more on that later. Um, <laughs> anyway, lads, look, <laughs> plenty plenty to get through, as we said. Tom, we're going to kick things off straight by you talking about the senior games in that what's called Park on Saturday evening. So, we had uh, Raffili and Balnebrana, first of all. And then, of course, yeah. after that, we had O'Loughlin and Bynastown. So, for about three quarters of Raffili and Balnebrana, I was thinking, geez, this prediction's fairly solid. Uh, Raffili are winning it, but there's not a whole lot in it. Uh, but in the end, it finished 2 10 to 7. Um, yeah. What did you think of it in general? Yeah, well, uh, the score uh, didn't do it to uh, Balnebrana justice. Uh, I, I was very impressed with Balnebrana in, in, the, in the, first, the first half. I thought they did some good football. Uh, possibly, you know, they're, they're passing to the forward line, the ball going to the forward line was probably releasing it too early, you know, and it was it was, it was hopping over their heads, uh, you know, mistiming the, 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 the runs and that, and, you know, uh, they need to get that right, like, you know. Um, but I felt I felt that at times they opened up for Raffili, you know, they, they got, running at, got a running game at Raffili there a few times and they should have capitalised on it. Um, but yeah, I was I was impressed with them. The, 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 the way they were playing, I, I, I liked it. Like you know, it's just that the, the final pass was just going astray, and that, that hurt them. You know, that hurt them dearly. And then the sending off was had a huge bearing on it as well. Like, you know, but uh, I Raffili were Raffili were very good. Brian Murphy was excellent, excellent. Um, he not he not uh, good scores. Like, you know, and so. But Raffili, I feel Raffili, you know, can't afford to play that way against a stronger team. I felt they left their backs, the back line very exposed to get at like, you know, and I'm sure they'll, they'll work on that for the next day, you know. There's a contradictory statement coming here because, yes, they won by, what, nine points. Yes, they kicked <laughs> wides that were well into double figures. Yeah, uh, but I think I it was 15 in total, I think. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is serious wides. But, but yeah, Tom, if you look at position stakes... It's a stupid statement probably to make now in hindsight, but had a team ever to do as little for a nine-point victory? Because, in my opinion, Balnebrana had so much ball and uh, abs- it was ridiculous turnovers. It was so yeah. poor. If it was in yeah. a junior game now, you'd be pulling your hair out. like. And yeah. I just felt they actually had so much control on the game, even though they were bet well. And yes, as yeah. Christy said, that tally of 15 wides, I think you said, Chris. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was it was funny. I was so frustrated for Balnebrana. I'm not even from there. Um, yeah, but they did show they can compete. But again, lads, it's the results business. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. But uh, look, um, 
Rafiri were probably favourites to, to win that game. But uh, I felt I felt Banner Banner. I'm sure they're kicking up. They have been kicking themselves too. Like, I mean, with with the amount of turnovers they had, and, and some of them were very un, unforced turnovers, which mm. is disappointing for them. I said, like, literally know. nobody near them, and like from freeze yeah. from place balls and everything. Like, yeah, 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 and um, yeah. Their, their 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 ball some of their, their ball handling was was poor as well like you know cost them like you know especially with, when they're in, in scoring positions like you know they, they coughed up um coughed up a lot of ball like you know which is that's disappointing for them like you know yeah now look as you said a big bearing on the game was the sending off Vandy Malini who is a great bit of stuff and yeah. looks yeah. he's a he's a big game player now yeah. in, in my opinion how I saw the initial thing was there was a bit of a tangle with Brendan Murphy and I felt maybe Andy should have free out in the first place right and obviously what happened after that, there was no excuse for it. There was a bit of a tangle on the ground, but I think he got the P45 for a swipe afterwards, which was in front of Billy Fanning, um, yeah. even though Brendan was caught badly. So I don't know what did or didn't happen on the ground. Obviously something did. But, like, could that situation have been avoided if the free out was given? Uh, yeah, possibly, you know, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So in them situations, so you have to be able to keep your head. Yeah, you gotta keep your head, you know. I mean, you know, why his head there, you know, you know, don't get involved. No, I was I was down the other end, so I can't really say what went on or you know how it came to that, like, but uh, it, it definitely hurt Banner like, you know, uh, and playing the rest of the game and a man down, like, you know, and Fred Raffili opened it up then, like, you know, and you could see Raffili were picking off picking off scores easier, easier, but uh, they worked hard, like, you know, they they they. they, they they really worked their socks off, but uh, Rafferty just was picking up the scores uh, way too easily, like, you know, and were mm. finding their men a lot easier, like, you know. Just to finish up on Malini's point, sorry, Chris, before you jump in, he went over to Billy Fanning straight away after the game and said sorry, which was great to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. accepted. He knew straight away, he's like, I'm after fucking up here. So he went <laughs> over and apologised. Yeah, it's just that, uh, look, look, that happens. It's a rash moment, like, you know what I mean? Sure, you know, the chap didn't, you know, he knew himself, you know, probably walking off, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he knew himself that he was he was letting his team down because mm. they, they, were, they were still in it, like, you know, they were, they were still batting away at it, like, you know. Jump in there now, Chris, sorry. Well, I wasn't going to say anything about the referee, but, uh, like, from a player's point of view, you're getting yourself psyched up to get going there all week and to go into it the heat of battle like you do make rash decisions we're all only yeah. human like a referee yeah. makes mistake but like I think it's so important just had a conversation Stephen about refereeing you'd love like if say the Wicklow situation the collection situation a few weeks ago it happened in soccer it happened in rugby a referee will go over to a team and say this is what I expect of you this is what you're going to expect of me if you cross the line you'll be sent off don't be surprised whatever there's very kind of little communication. I think if the communication between the refs and the players was a small fraction better, I think both parties would, would benefit from it. Um, but that, and it's great to see, yeah, if it goes over and shakes hands, lads, we're all human, we make mistakes. At least he yeah. owned it and he, he, yeah. he said it was a mistake or whatever. Just yeah. like Tommy was saying about the Ban Lebrana, uh, give it turning over so much ball. Like that's the difference between coming up from intermediate, the standard of football that they're playing. Raffili are season seasoned outfit. They have aspirations every year of reaching a county final, if not winning it, right? Okay. Like, and probably Rory going back this week is probably doing a bit of a video analysis. There's nothing better than showing lads 
because you're powerless and silent. Show them in color. You made this mistake. How are we going to fix it? Because all them little mistakes take the wind out of your sails, take momentum away from you. Uh, you're playing right into the hands of, of the opposition without doing anything like bad. It's just silly, silly mistakes and the cost in the long run. It's it's the same when players say, oh, the referee made that wrong decision. The referee didn't make you give up the ball. He didn't make you kick a shy pass into a lad that was unmarked. So like, while players don't go out to play bad, they have to take ownership as well of what's going on on the pitch. And I think that's kind of case in point called the sloppiness like if you want to stay up you have to kind of just cloak down little mistakes and go at teams um like you couldn't fall to work rate or anything like that it's just no. it's, it's the small little mistakes that make a big difference at the end of the day yeah absolutely agree wholeheartedly there and i suppose just to, to name a few to stand out so we mentioned brian murphy well, yeah, what did we say? Four or five points, I think, from play, maybe, and the penalty was, was stitched very well. Maybe, maybe not uh, a dodgy pass in the lead-up to it. It has to be pointed out. But anyway, that's where we're at. 2-1 uh, at the first water break, I think, to Rathvilly. 6-4 to Rathvilly at, uh, at halftime. The second water break, I think, might have been six points in it. I'm open the correction on that. I put the tweet out at the yeah. and everything. And then, obviously, they pushed on a little bit in that last quarter or whatever. So that was the story of that one. So Rathvilly are, are three from three. Um, you know, more than well as we would have expected. Um, the most important thing was that you know that could have been a banana skin potentially. It really could have, and they and they pushed on and won. You know, comfortably enough in the end. So the second one, then Tom. I mean, this was always going to be a close encounter. Like, yeah, you know, but that's what I was saying to you last week. What's that? That's what I was saying to you last week about yeah. the outcome of this game. I I I went for bad and sound, but just about like you know. Yeah. Um, I talked to Saturn friends, Tommy. Will you get over that, will you? No, no, Christy, no, no, no. I don't sit in the fence. But you know, I mean, uh, it was a, it was it was it was entertaining. Like it was up and down the pitch there. And, you know, it was. It, it looked like uh, Bangstown, you know, had that game under control. But Clarky uh, coming in seemed to steady the ship. He seemed to. You know, he was guiding the guys around around him and he was putting them on, he was encouraging them to go forward and that and they seemed to come back into it. And then uh, on top of that, they, they brought in um they brought in what's it called? It's, it's a full forward line. You you're talking about a young guider, no? No, for uh, for for uh, Oh Lockton. Oh sorry, on the other side it's Kinsley came yeah. on. James, James came yeah, in. Yeah, and James yeah. seemed to it as well, you know, and was, oh, you're talking about James Clark. Sorry, because Clark he's on fucking Bangor Town as well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. James, Clark. sorry yeah. James Clark in the goal for Olocken. Yeah. I felt I felt he 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 uh, he steadied it down like you know, and he got some he got some pushing forward and uh and I I, I felt like you know, Bangor Town it looked like they were going to let slip, you know. because um, Olocken came back at them very, very hard, like, you know. Uh probably rushed it a few of the few of the kicks that we're, we're just rushed, like you know. Now, I don't know, Joe's there. Joe is sending in a comment to say the following keep that fence warm for me, Tommy. <laughs> I'd be saying, Joe, click into the link I sent you there, lad. It might be a more than right, but um, getting, getting back to it. So, nine scores apiece, uh, one eight yeah. to nine, finding some winner. And for me, the first four minutes of the second half literally decided it. So, literally, straight from the throw in the second half, Ty Roach, the whole middle up and up from. Yeah. Went in through on goal, and I just feel that because he's a natural defender, that might let him down in that position. 
Yeah, he should have gone for it. He should have. He just should have pulled the trigger himself. Yeah, and he blazed. He, no, he blazed. It. it was. It was bad. It was a bad miss. He should have hit the target. He was that close. But yeah. he made the run and he opened them up straight through the middle. Yeah. Again, it was still the best option to shoot, right? Because you're saying to yourself, "Yeah, I look for the shooter." You're in on goal, like the three-man weave thing that we're all familiar with. But the, yeah, the options at the other side weren't the right options. The right thing to do was to shoot, but it just didn't work out. And then a few minutes there, Robbie Kane stuck on away. And like, it was always going to be a massive score in the game, the way it was panning out, Tom, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Robbie was very good. Robbie, Robbie worked extremely hard for him. He was, he was involved in a lot of the good things for, for Biden's home. Uh, I like his work rate. I like, I like the way he, he's, he's moving the whole time, like, you know. Um, he, finished it, he finished it lovely. Finished the goal lovely. It was, Nice, nice, well taken goal, like you know. Yeah, and I suppose to put it out there as well, I think by half time, by the sound, weren't far, far off in double figures on the wide count. Like, um, I don't know what they finished up with in terms of wides, to be honest, but they were probably a bit more dominant than the two point win suggests, Tom. Like, I mean, they were oh. getting so much shots away. Oh, yeah, Andrew Beaton got a ball down near me uh, in the corner, and if he got his head up. They had a man free on the, on, 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 the, on the opposite side, completely on his own. Uh, he just didn't get his head yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, he didn't get his head up quick enough, quick enough. He had it. They were definitely in for a goal. Um, instead of that, he recycled it and brought it back out again, like, you know. Um, so they, they had opportunities, definitely, to, to kill the game, you know. I felt um, young Jordan Kelly did a great job in Jamie Clark. Yes. Very, very but good job. That's not an easy something task. Tells me, something tells me, sorry, Kev, something tells me that Jamie wasn't right. Well, he's just yeah. back from an ankle injury. Like, I mean, he had a bad ankle yeah. injury with the hurlers and stuff, so maybe yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's not. I haven't said that. I haven't said that. I wouldn't fancy marking a half with Jamie Clark either. So. No, no, no. no. But I, I, I just felt there was, there was, there was something. He wasn't at full tilt at all, like, you know. And uh, Niall Roach got two great blocks in on him, actually, as well. He died yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. He's a great player, isn't he, in fairness? Oh, Niall is terrific. Terrific. Carried some great ball over out that back line for all of Right up, yeah. the, up the middle, you know. Um, good good logic, you know. Good chat. I tell you, Tom, 121, and I don't know, maybe someone that's in the O'Loughlin camp is looking at this or not, but in the first half, I felt that O'Loughlin's best player was Michael Meaney, who was playing a centre-back. He swept across that half-back yeah. line and yeah. actually turned over plenty of ball. He's taken off at half-time. I don't know. I can only assume it was an injury, but he's playing very yeah. well. And, yeah. you know. I don't know. I, yeah, I found that one strange or itself. And then, obviously, another one, I'm, I have to point this out as well. James Dowling was winning so much ball in the first half, a full forward. He was a live wire. Like, he was out in front, and he was making the yeah. ball stick for a chap that, you know, he's a small chap, but he's very agile. And yeah, yeah. He, actually, he actually came off with 20 minutes to go. And yeah. I thought that was a little bit unusual now, just given the fact that he was making a stick. Okay, you have the experience there with Seamus Kinson and Willie Minchin, and maybe you're thinking... You know, that could be a, a telling factor in the second half. But when it's working, I don't know. I, I thought it was thought it was a big call now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. can't yeah. Barry Hayes, the only one can answer that one. Like, you know, that's the way they went from, like, you know. And, yeah, he was doing well. He was. Yeah, he was, um, yeah I just feel Oh, luckily they had slipped too, like, you know, they had chances to... To, to an extent, like, in the, last, in the last quarter they did. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Any amount of them, and, and actually, I think, I can't remember exactly who it was, but we were in on goal in the last quarter, and there was... 
was it Willie had a shot actually? Willie was in on goal, I think. And in yeah. fairness, you know, it was a good save. But Seamus Kinston was begging for the ball at the back post. That's right. Um, yeah, it didn't get to him. We could be talking about a different game altogether. Um, there's one to wish John Ryan well too, actually, Tom. He got an awful belt there at the end of it. Like John went full pe- uh, pelt to go down on the ball, knowing yeah. that there was going to be a collision, and. It was such a belt, actually, that I can't think of the Bindersound chap that he hit, but he hit his knee. The Bindersound chap went down, like. Yeah, yeah. Asked, John got that impact straight on the skull, and he, st- he stood up, like, he was, he, his legs were like Deontay Wilder's legs in that fight over the weekend. <laughs> like, he was, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he was standing up, I was like, James John, sit down, like. Um, yeah. But he got, he got a few stitches anyway, and he, he saw, I was actually texting her today to see how he was, or whatever, but that was a that was a fair collision i would have to say but yeah, a good, a good solid good solid championship encounter like we we just don't typically get big scores in Cara, do we like i mean no. and no. Chris, I'll, bring, I'll bring you in this one because you, you look over you, you were obviously there with collection this year the score tallies in general just seem to be that little bit higher and there always seems to be more forwards over there like in in leash isn't there like at uh, club level definitely um like i suppose i was excited to go over there because I had a lot of followers to work with. Where in Carlow, you probably have two or three target men at most, um, and the rest are, are workers around. Um, for for me, thinking of Bagnestown, like say this is the prime example of having a dual club. They did okay in the hurling. Um, the one playing a lot of football. I'd say if they've had two football challenge games since June, that's it. I think they're only sharpening themselves up. Um, I think like these championship matches can't come quick enough for them. Um, I I I I actually see a, a semi final um, in these if once they just click another five ten percent. But uh, you're right though about the about the forwards like James Dowling. He was always a great talent. He was just caught up with the soccer when say he county minor was on or that. But like you just said, he's such a live wire, and that takes marking. And for young lads as well, they have no fear. Like you're probably better off telling a young lad that it's not. I don't know. A Michael Bamlick is marking you. It's Teddy French. It doesn't matter. Like just go in and do your thing, and that's yeah. it. Um, but it's great. It's great to see the young lads uh, getting getting games. Um, and the only way to develop is by playing them, and that's the same with forwards. Like you don't want to take the creativity away from a forward. You want them to go out and yeah. play and express yeah. themselves, but yes. if you haven't got that player, it's very hard to manufacture a player like that. Like that's kind of it's it's in them. It's something that they've worked on through their youth and 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 their childhood. Like that kind of creativity, the seeing the past, and like we said it before. Like is are some of these being pulled aside and being coached? Like uh, take a ball in the loop, don't go inside. Like, and pass it over coming in on the end line rather than trying to rock it in the back of the because nine times out of ten it doesn't work. So, how many times you go to look at games? And I looked at the few games over the weekend and the previous weekend, and I seen got I seen teams working the ball very well up into the forward line, and you're getting a situation on a one on one, right? Mm. And a one on one where they're not even testing that back, they're not testing the back, they're actually offloading the ball. Where you could park a bus between the two of them, and he's offloading the ball back out the pitch. Now, in my opinion, you know you're at training. Don't tell me that them same forwards are not taking on their backs in drills. You know, one on one situation, taking them on, having a part. As you say, Christy, you know, I think 
it's gone over, you know, it's it's, it's gone over chaps now at, uh, at Falls to express themselves. All right, I, I always encourage a guy like, you know, because if you don't test the metal in the guy that's picking you up, you're never going to know what's in him. You know? It's the, Tom, it, it kind of comes it comes back as well to your first point, say, descending off in the Battle of Branagh game. Like, take it as a compliment that Brendan Murphy's giving you a little niggle. Like, don't get involved. He's yeah. at me because maybe he's worried about me. Maybe he knows I'm a good player. He just wants to get in on me and test me. Take that as a compliment. Don't react to it. Like. Just take it for what it is. Right, he obviously sees me as a half-decent player. I'm going to take a compliment that. And use it to boost yourself to go on and play well in the game. Like, you take you take, that that thing that you're talking about there from Diamond Sound, because uh, the soccer. I mean, Lockton, James Dowling, yeah, but there's yeah. loads of my first time to see him. My first time to see him was there, you know, playing, hmm. and I was impressed with him. But I felt there was a lot more in that guy if he's allowed to express himself, and you know, I, I would say a lot. A lot of coaches are probably saying to guys, you know, take it up so far. Pass it back out, work it back out again. I I, I firmly believe it. You know, we need to we need to let, take the shackles off some of these boys and say to them, look at. I'm not saying every time you do it, but at least have one or two in, in your in your locker where you say, I'm going to have a go. I'm going to go at this. You know, I'm going to see what's really in this guy. You know, but time and time again, I was looking at a few. I'm not going to mention teams or, or names, or, but I see in one particular game where where the ball came down into the corner. And the guy never looked at the post. He never looked inside. He never looked at the post. He never looked. He just got the ball and swung it back out again. Now, if I'm a bat, I'm saying to myself, well, he's not going to be a threat to me, so I'm not going to bother going near him. He's, he's, he's not going to threaten me. He's, I just see that happen more in, in games. I'd love to see balls being given the license. You know, first ball, second ball you get. Have a go, have a go, you know, see what's in them, you know, instead of this thing, just passing it back out. They like robots, they can all pass it A to B, B to C, walk it around, walk it back around again, you know. Yeah, it's just the thing I, 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 I need, we need to encourage forwards to, to have a go. It's just the breaking lines, isn't it? Like, you want yeah. to see if you're moving the ball lateral, someone has to come on to it at speed and look to break the line and ask questions. It's the same then, Tom. If they're like, if someone receives in the corner, popping it straight back up, like, if you're the opposition, you will give up the sideline, let them have it. Yes, let them have it because all they want to do is come back with it. Like, yeah, I see one chap now in particular, and he's ferocious. Place. He is electric, he, you just don't want to see this guy running at you and he never once once took the guy on and I mean that now that's not once did he look to take the guy on he got the ball and all he was interested in doing is doing his or I've got to push that ball back out and never once he had a one-on-one -on -one situation and I said I said to myself he has a go with this guy he's going to get in like he never he never looked at me you know what I mean? And it's the, you know, you go back to the club, you go back to training in the club, and you know this, Christy, yourself. You know what I mean? You're in the club there, you know the guys that you're just picking you up, and you know you can have you can have a quote at him. But then when you come to, to, to where it matters the most in a game where, where there's something at stake, we're not doing it right. 
whether the, the forwards or, or players are not encouraged, I don't know. But I, I'd love to see players. I don't see, especially the forwards. I'd love to see forwards. But Robbie, um, Captain yeah. Byron. Robbie Kane, yeah. Robbie Kane, yeah. He's not afraid of it. Uh, what can I call it? Uh, Jamie Clark, he's not afraid of it. He'll have a go. Mm. He, he'll have a go. You know, they're two small guys, but there's huge hearts in them, and, and, and they, they're, not, they're, not, they're not afraid to have a go. Huge you know? work rate as well. Yeah. It's, ga- it's gas, isn't it? Because, like, say if you're a senior player or an intermediate player or a junior player, like, you train hard and you put on your jersey at the weekend and you go out in front of your own community uh the opposition crowd or whatever you're actually putting yourself in the most vulnerable position because you're open to critique from every tom dick and Harry, every lad on a ditch and on a high stool in a pub but yeah what you're training for you just go into your shell and why yeah. because you're already you're already put yourself out there by donning the jersey and going out and representing your community or your club or your parish like why not just have a bit more of a go? Because in a lot of instances, there's no expectation anyway, apart from within the group or within the club, that like other people looking in and say, sure, there's nothing to lose, they might as well go for it. And I think if if some people, if some kind of teams took that attitude, geez, to go a long way. Because yeah. when you kind yeah. of front up and just go yeah. teams, you'll ask a hell of a lot of questions. And then you'll see what they're about. Well, yeah. I said this before, I mean, all for all of that's our coaching teams within Carroll. If you do your homework, and I, what I mean by homework, I mean you're studying, you're studying the opposition. You're looking for for areas where you can expose them. You're looking for areas where you can get at them. And I don't see that. I don't see that. I see teams doing the same thing. They're predictable. You know what what they're going to do. You know they're going to bring the ball so far. And it'll go to bring it back out again. And it's so predictable. And you'd be saying to yourself, uh, as a, a cornerback or halfback, you know he's not going to threaten your space. He's not going to come into your space. So mm. I can have it handy. Like, leave him out there. As Chris said, leave him out there. He's not going to come in. He doesn't want to come in. You know, um, it's, 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 just, it's just something I, I think, you know, I don't see well, him encouraging lads, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, just as you said, there, Joe Nolan is joining us. How's things, Joe? Good to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Gav. Thanks, lads. And Joe, you, you, you were just—I was—I was texting to see where you're right there because I could see in the in the green room. But you have a point on this that you want to bring up because you were listening very carefully there to the lads. I was, yeah, no, I, I agree with the lads. Um, I agree with, I, exactly with the lads. Um, but what they're saying in terms of forward play and taking chances, but. I think sometimes we're hampered by sometimes in the background we have now and don't take this the wrong way or anyone who's listening here but sometimes we become a bit obsessed with stats and possession you know we had you know we had nine possessions of the ball you know and well oh god he was 100 percent. you know we, we talk about with our kickouts you know he won you know we were 100 percent on our kickouts we're 90 percent on this and i think sometimes players are very cognizant of that and sometimes at half time and i would have been involved with teams and would have done them as well where you're giving lads some of the stats in terms of, you know, not necessarily, I won't say the one that counts, more importantly, the one who, on the scoreboard, but you're giving them about turnovers. You're giving them about, you know, and, and lads become, I think, lads, some lads become uh, more in on that. And, and we tend to do it a lot more in matches. 
you know, when we're, when we're doing something in training, we might say to a lad, geez, you lost the ball there, you got turned over. But in a match, you're telling them, right, you got turned over three times. And I think sometimes we, you know, sometimes we can take the the bit of flair out of a lad. And I said, like I said to myself, I, I've been guilty, not guilty of it, but I mean, like I'm involved with teams where we do the very same. Uh, but like I said, hurling a football. And I, I, I do wonder sometimes, do we do we overanalyze it? Do we take that little bit of magic out of lads sometimes by... Yeah, you know, overkill. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are taking. We are taking it out of them. We're taking. We're taking uh, the, the the belief out of them that they can actually do it, um, and expressing themselves. You know, uh, you know, showing people what what they have. You know, show show people what you have. What what what's, yeah. what's in you? You know. But, no. Tommy, another thing, say right. Say you're talking about stats, right? And kickouts is the big one. How many are we getting off the tee? How many wins are we getting, right? Of, of our own kickout. Imagine you were the keeper there that went into a shell after the first bad kick or someone roaring in. That's two now. That's three now. You wouldn't have a keeper come the end of it or his confidence would be shot. A keeper are the most hardy, most mentally tough people on the field because they might kick six bad ones, but they'd land 26 good ones. But people remember the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's a stat in itself. Uh, I, Joe, I totally agree. Kind of, it's the overload of numbers and all that, where you talk to any player or read any of the, the rugby lads about getting the water breaks and the water onto the field. Players can only retain two to three little bullet points at any given time. So there's no point in going in saying these facts and figures because they're only going to retain a third of it and um, I, I definitely think it, not it's an issue it's as you said it's in it's whatever particular it's one thing having stats and but it's another thing who's reading the stats and what you're going to do with them um, is it f for a choose down the training ground that you go through it um, but like I think you're, you're right like is a lad not making a run in the back line to get a kick out because he's afraid of it? Or is he making 20 runs to pick up 10 handy balls? Instead, he should be actually out the field a bit more, creating a bit of space for someone else to come in and get the ball. Um, I think there's a time and a place, but you definitely can't overload a team. And to bring it back to the point, is a lad not taking his man on in fear of losing the ball? In, in terms of attack, because that's what we're on about here, to bring it back yeah. to the main point. Yeah. Yeah, but you, Kevin. I mean, that's the thing. That, that, you know, I mean, okay, you, you lose, but I'm saying what I'm saying is that you know you're not going to you're not going to get every ball you get. You're going to just drive it to that. But once or twice, you know, you you, you see you, you have a ball. You see what's in this guy. But you go to games as and you you see for yourselves. You know what the corner forward is going to do. He's going to just get the ball, probably take a tap over, it, and then toss it back out. Without making any any effort to have a go at 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 the cornerback. But just to put it out there as well, this isn't always in a situation where there's a blanket defence. This is literally in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Yeah, we're seeing it, and we saw it the other night. So just yeah. for anyone out there that's thinking, oh, but well, sure, there's a blanket, you can't go through it. No, it's actually in a situation where just well, you get past me, run on goal. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, hopefully, hopefully it changes, lads. We're going to have to move on from it. I'm sorry now, but just with yeah. time and all that. Um, We'll probably oh, segue into there. we'll segue into this weekend's games, lads, right? Because uh, in terms of senior, because we're still looking back at intermediate and junior. But where that now puts Rafa Philly is on six points, obviously three wins from three. Uh, Biden Sound have only played two games; they're on four points, and um, O'Loughlin on two, uh, haven't played three games. Unless Rangers have no points, and neither do Valerana. But this weekend, obviously, uh, where's my fixtures now? 
Um, O'Loughlin and Bannon Brand are playing anyway, and Bindestown are playing against the uh, Bannon. Sorry, Bannon Brand and Bindestown are playing, and O'Loughlin are playing Rangers, is what I should say. Have this joke opened up here now, and we get the exact fixture details for you because there's games in the other group as well. But just to uh, summarize this on Sunday at uh, quarter past four in Netwatch Cullen Park, it is O'Loughlin and the Rangers, and then the other one just floating back up. Show me fixture list. Where is that one going to be? It is. As I said, Bindestown, uh, there we go. Bindestown Van Lerana is on Saturday at a quarter day at Netwatch Cullen Park. So, again, like, that's that's a pretty important game because, Chris, you're saying you're expecting Van Lerana, or, um, Bindestown to be pushing on and stuff. And, yeah, Van Lerana get a win here and they're going into an encounter against the Rangers side who, you know, if they don't get a win against all Auckland, it's an interesting one. So, we've plenty to look forward to. Like, we have another two rounds in this, funny enough. Like, by having uh, five teams in one group, it means there's actually five rounds, whereas in the other group, even though there's four teams, there's only three rounds. So it's just with that boy that each team will have. Um, so permutation-wise, prediction-wise, uh, you're probably sticking up uh, Binance on Chris, I'd imagine. You're, you're big enough there. So you don't see Valorbana maybe uh, pulling out a big no, one here. I, no? do, I think it's going to be an unbelievable game, to be honest, because, again, Valorbana tar- would target this one rather than the Raffili game, I'd say, for a win. Um, but I, I just, I just, I just feel that, say, with all the hurling that Bagnestown did, I don't think they had a lot of time with the big ball, and I think they're only warming up to getting used to it back in their hands again and scoring with it. So I fancy them this weekend. That's my reasoning. Right, I think Bagnestown will win this as well, Tommy. Yes, yeah. Uh, I go, I go with Bagginstown. All right, Joe, straight in for a verdict. You're only in here about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I stick with Bagginstown. All right, okay, unanimous, unanimous. Um, I saw plenty of Battle of too to make this an uh, interesting enough uh, contest. Uh, the other one, then, so like it is a very important game. Um, Rangers and O'Loughlin have had some great hosts over the last decade, actually. Um, semi finals, actually, one year, I remember, I think it was a replay out in Fenna, out in the training center, and it was a, a cracker of a game. But there's been many of them. Um, Jesus, Tommy, I don't know. Like, I mean, we saw plenty in all Auckland the night too to say to yourself, you know, they can get a result here, but Rangers. You're talking about Rangers, right? And there's one one club that has massive heart, and when the chips are down, the empires will come out. They're not going to bow. They frustrate you. They're they're, infuri- they infuriate me, I'll be honest with you. They infuriate uh, me with the potential they have. Yeah, they're dangerous. They're a dangerous team. I you know, I'd uh, I'd worry about all of them with that game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they're in the same situation as Chrissy pointed out about Bagman's You know, the guards, you know, playing a bit of football, getting getting Johnny Nevin, I'm sure, is, is getting a lot of football into them now, like, you know, but he was probably Tampered a bit with, with the hurling, but uh, they're 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 not a bad football team. When they get get football going down there, they're, 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 they'll give anybody a, a goal. That's, you know, you're going, you're going Rangers then. I I, I would, uh, Kevin. Yeah, I would. I, they're they're dangerous. They're a big team. They're a big team, and they will cause you problems. Right, you know, yeah. I go. I go the opposite. I, I think. Uh, I, I don't know whether they have enough football done. I think they'll give her everything. I, I just, I think they might just come up a little bit short. I think 
maybe they're focused. I know Johnny will have not tuned in, but I, I think their focus might be mightn't be just there yet. Um, so I, I'll have to go against them this time. Chris, I'm going to go all Auckland. Yeah, I'm going uh, all Auckland as well. I just Thanks, think, uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> See you, Tom. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think all Auckland, they're, look, they're, like, they're mixing plenty of youth with experience. And I said last week, I think putting Ty Roach and, and that up in the forward line has given them a breath of fresh air. He had something different. Um, and if they get the scoring boots on, they'll, they'll be hard stopped. All right, so we'll uh, we'll go over to the other group then in, in the senior championship. So we have a nice one on Friday, quarter past eight. This is part of a double header actually with the intermediate quarter final, I think, uh, which will come in a few minutes' time. But quarter past eight in Edwards Cullen Park Friday, Airog and Tinryland. So, like, um, a lot of people have this five and row out to Airog already. That's you know, that's that's the talk like that. Who's going to bait them and who's going to bait them in Leinster? That's honestly the talk, and that's probably a dangerous thing as well that lads can't be getting carried away. Again, we're talking about enigmas like Tin Ryland. Tin Ryland infuriate themselves, but they infuriate everyone else in the county too because you're looking out there. And even I saw their second team yesterday and how strong that was. Like, you're saying, how have you not reached anywhere near your potential? Do you know what I mean? And they bet a rogue two years ago in a group game, I think. Um, two or three years ago, if I remember correctly. But again, you'd be asking, are they getting enough over? And we were talking about stats. Like, Chaz had an article there, was it the week before last when Tin Ryland played about. Um, all the information that's given to Stephen O'Mara, even at half time and during the game, real time information that's relayed on and passed down, and that's all well and good. But if that's not getting your results, you know, the ask questions, you know, that's I suppose the point that I make. But bring it back to the fixture then itself. Um, if you want to put away a colour on lads, work away. But as a straight up verdict, I, I still think they're rogue. Um, Chris, I'll come back to you. I think they're rogue. I've seen a, a plenty of Tim Ryan last year or two, and just uh, the, the, like if you play the Lachlan in the morning, you know what all Lachlan are going to bring and how they're going to set up. If you play it in Ireland, could be anyway. Um, I, I just think Airog will have too much for them. Um, I think in Ireland they'll leave plenty of space in their back line as well for, for Airog to exploit. All right, Joe. Yeah, I, 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 Christy absolutely took the words right out of my mouth in terms of uh, Tin Ireland, in terms of the way they're setting up. Um, I don't know, are they getting the maybe I don't like question, I don't know, but I, I there'd be a few strange maybe positional chases that I would I would think that maybe they're not getting the most out of some lads out there at the minute. I don't know. I can't see them holding their rogue. Their rogue teams are able to hold them for half an hour, you know, take even in the in last year's county semi final if you with Rangers like held them for half time, you know, a couple of points in it and then Airog just keep pecking and pecking and pecking and they they'll knock that door down and they have the bench then as well to to bring in to make a difference as well, so I, I can't see I can't see past their rogue in this one. Agreement, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreement. Air rogue, I think. Uh, in Ireland, uh, again, like what Joe was saying about some of the positions that that they're playing lads in, like you know, I mean, Paul Bajic was very deep the last day. Very deep. Couldn't couldn't understand it. That was a strange one. He was he was there. Uh, he was well out the pitch, like, you know, um, for a guy that's one of the top scorers, like, you know. Uh, Shane Redmond at midfield, uh, Shane's centre-back, centre-back, full-back, that's where his positions are. Midfield, I think he's, I think he's lost out around the middle of the field, you know. Um, so, they, yeah, 
to be time with the team a lot too, like you know, moving lads around, like so. I don't know whether Stephen Romero knows he's he's set his best fifteen or you know best positions, like you know. So um, I go for Aero. All right, and obviously the other one um, on Sunday two thirty is Palatine and O'Hanrans, and you know it's it's probably appropriate when we just mentioned Aerog and Palatine. It's a very difficult time for for both clubs. We'd like to pass on our deepest sympathies to the Fitzgibbon family and to the Reid family as well. I mean, in a sense, like, you I mean, all, all this football talk, it, it becomes very relevant very quickly um, when, when things like this happen. And it's a tough time out there for both of those families. And we'd like to acknowledge that on the podcast as well and pass on our deepest sympathies. And, you know, as I said, it makes football and everything else very irrelevant. Um, who knows what can happen any time in life? And we have to absolutely take everything day by day i think that's um one thing that you know people people really should live by but i don't even know you know football and wise i'm sure it's it, it's still the one thing we we go to if, if something like this happens in the club the club rallies back around and there's always a big kind of um an eagerness to you know look after your buddy that's going through a bad time and yeah. You know, I'm not trying to kind of make that rationable or whatever in relation to football, but it's still a factor this weekend because it does come back to football a little bit where if you think you can do something to make someone feel better and, you know, the lads are so invested in in football out in Palatine, I think that's a factor in this one this weekend. Um, I think think Palatine, when it comes back to football, not that I feel comfortable even talking about last to be honest with you, but I think Pal are going to win this one and I'll keep this one brief. Um... Joe? Yeah. 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 Chris? Oh, yeah, agree. Agree. And Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Pat all around in that one. Okay. So, just to, in terms of the groups, lads, just with that one, like, Eero got on four points. Um, Tin Ireland, if they did beat them, would actually have them on, potentially have them on head to head. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, Palatine Ross on two points. The Blues have no points at the moment. So, again, you know, that's it's pretty open and a lot of things could potentially happen in that. But that is the last round in that particular group over the weekend. So we'll have a clearer picture, whereas with the other group, we have another round of fixtures there, as we were saying. So we'll move on to intermediate then, lads. So, Joe, you were in at both those games on Friday evening. We had uh, Tolo up against the Fighting Cox. Uh, Tolo won that one in the end. And then, obviously, Fenna had a five-point victory over Kilbride. So um, I know you gave us a voice note. You just played the voice note to say with the hassle of uh, saying to us again. But <laughs> all the listeners didn't hear it. It was only myself and Stevie Bambry. Yeah. Um, um, give us a good yeah. colour on it. I'll, I'll leave you several voice notes. I, I won't, I won't uh, go through the one about the chicken fillets again. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, um, we will come to that in a moment. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he just couldn't resist. He was like, I mentioned chicken fillets and that's it. Um, I know. Um, well, what did that shot with the chicken fillets? Come uh, on, uh, now. You might as well tell him. I moved on. Right, I'll tell you what happened. Still sore over. Fucking still sore anyway. In a, in a Sentra store, which will remain nameless, uh, Joe got charged 9.30 for three chicken fillets. And it's absolutely disgusting with fillets. this. Not the rolls now. Yeah, just just chicken fillets. Um, oh. Sentra oh, Ireland, yeah. I think, got in touch with you. It is. The boom is back, apparently. Anyway. We're looking for a sponsor as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I won't tell yeah. him to try the expensive chicken fillets back to me. Yeah, um, I did. I'm only cotton, I'm only cotton, but... Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. the, the games, yeah. Get back to the games. Yeah, the first game was was uh, Fenn and Kilbride, and um, 
very low score. And I suppose Fennel put up two very big scores in the in the previous two matches. And I think Kilbride were very cognizant of that. Like probably probably hedged their bets a little bit in terms of um they were probably looking to keep down the score because even I suppose look even the setup the setup fierce defensively. And uh, you know, like maybe two and three and four sweepers if you get me, or lads behind the ball, like not 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 directly taking men on and made it very difficult for Fenna. But I think Fenna needed it. I think it was good for them. I think um I suppose last year Fenna went through had a couple of big wins in the group and especially against Kilab and Tony Gall, and then come to semi final, Kilab and Tony Gall set up kind of completely different and it kind of flummoxed Fenna. So in one way I think um by Kilbride doing doing it, it probably helped them out because I, I, I probably see teams probably setting up like this to play Fenna. Um but they eked out a victory Fenna. Um it wasn't pretty. Um it wasn't pretty. Um you're on about taking chances like the, the, the goal that we got uh in the game was actually scored by our cornerback, you know, winning the ball at the back and, and, and bringing it up the field and taking a chance to push on and get the goal. And I suppose that's one thing Fenna have, you know, they have the lads, young lads there playing, and Christy would have had probably a lot of them in school at school's level there. Um, there's no fear in them, you know what I mean? They, they know any kind of one style and kind of swashbuckling, and it's kind of refreshing to see. But they, the Kilbride really put it up to them. You weren't probably expecting that, else, to be honest with you. Kilbride, like, uh, you know, really dogged, really, you know, really, I suppose, uh, you know, have played that kind of style before and kind of uh, blunted Fenner's attack. Um, so yeah, we, we we just about got over the line. Um, I, like I said, I think Kilbride were really just playing to keep the score down. I know it sounds terrible, but like even when there was a goal in it with maybe five or six minutes to play, when you know they could have broke up the field and got a goal, they didn't. You know the kickouts were, I wouldn't even say slowed down. They were they were hardly even nearly taken at one stage. You know, so they were re really I think thinking about you know the, the result of the other game and how that might if it came down to score difference where their position would be. Um. I suppose from a plus and a minus side in both teams there we there was two sendings off um in the one instant. Um Owen Nolan uh got a red card for kind of a tackle, it was a little bit of a what's a melee or whatever a skirmish, but he, he tackled brought brought Sean Murphy to the ground with a tackle and um he got a red card and then in the ensuing kind of third man in, Owen McDonough got a card as well for, for uh Fenna. So they, they'll be both big losses um come their next round, especially Owen as well at full back and his brother Parig went off as well, um, with an injury. A, a, he got an injury to the jaw. I, I think he got a dunt off Jack Tracy going through and scored. Not, not, nothing malicious, right? Just um, took up a dunt. So, for Kilbride to, I know we'll be talking about predictions maybe later, but for there'll be a couple of big blows there for Kilbride. You'd be hoping that they're, for, from their point of view, that they're back, back right. Um, so that was the first game. Like I said, we kind of uh, Fenna did what they had to do and, and got over the line. Second game was very entertaining. Um, very entertaining, the Cox and, and, and Tullo. Um, it kind of, we're talking about ebbs and flows, Jesus, like the Cox shot into, uh, you know, got a goal near the start, shot into a five or six point lead. Tullo came back, you think, right, Tullo are going to eke this one now, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're going to get on top here. Uh, then Kilbr or sorry, then the, the Cox came back at him again in the second half. And even though it looked like a kind of a comfortable seven point win for, for uh, Tullo, um, with about three or four minutes to go, it was a draw match, a point, a point to Tullo, and they got two late goals. And I suppose I have to compliment what, or, or, or maybe go back to what I said about teams going at it. Um, like Tullo, in fairness, with a, with a minute or two to go, didn't hold on to the ball. 
Yeah, they actually went went and went and went. And the goal, the, the deciding goal, which was the third goal scored by um, uh, Brian Byrne, it was a, a thing of beauty. It, I, it really was a thing of beauty. And brought the ball all the way up the pitch. And I can't remember who passed the ball across them, but he was kind of inside the 14. And he, he drilled the ball, a great ball across the square. And your man, uh, Brian Byrne, came in like Superman with a punch, a diving punch, and punched the ball to the neck. Like he was full stretch diving. Punched the ball to net. Deciding goal. Ono Tool then came in and, and I suppose wrapped up. It was a bad a poor kick out by the by the um fighting Cox uh goalie. Just uh, went astray and Tolo had a two on one inside and they put it away. Um probably on the balance of play, Tolo are a better team. Um, you know, um in fairness, the Cox had their homework well done. Like Kieran Nolan was on um Jacko Kennedy, and while Jacko hit a pint or two from play and he hit his freeze fairly well. You know, he he's kind of that normal influence that he had in the game was taken maybe away from him. But other lads really stood up for Tullo. Um, young, oh, um, uh, I don't get his name now wrong. Um, coming for Garmin, is that right? Garmin coming for Ellen, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Chris. Thanks. Um, he was very good wing forward. And um, Brian Bourne was excellent in the corner. Their whole full forward line was 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 excellent. Um, really, really sharp. They they, they caused fierce lot of trouble. Um, a different type of game altogether. So open. I mean, like end to end, um, fifty, sixty yards of space in front of in front of full back line sort of thing. Very gung ho. Um, while Tolo, like Tolo, will will be delighted to win the game and play in that style and have a cut of it. I can't see them doing going forward the next day against their rogue. I think it's their rogue they have. I can't see them setting up like that because um, you know, I I think they'll I think they'll concede too much the next day against probably a a better forward line um if they set up that way so it'll be interesting to see how they set up um and just finally just a, a kind of a sad someone has to go down but uh just sad to see the cocks maybe dropping down and it might be a little you know it's kind of a you know a little bit of a worry maybe out there in in, in you know maybe with in terms of football and pity because they're putting in a savage amount of work into the grounds and stuff like that and it's just a pity for them to you know maybe to drop back but um Looks, but someone has to go, and and that's the nature of the group. But uh, two two different styles of games, definitely two 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 contrasting styles uh, on Friday night there to see, you know. So like that means that Fenna obviously went straight through. Yeah, uh, Tolo, you know, finished second in the group on three points. Kilbride, uh, were then after that there on two points, and then the Fighting Cox dropped down. And Tommy, you were at the the games on Sunday then in the other group in intermediate. Uh, well. The game, I suppose. Uh, you couldn't get the two with the one times you. But you're at Clown Tony Gall at uh Clown Tony Gall and Michael. Michael won that one. Yeah, yeah, Michael won. Seven six, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And could have could have uh well Kilavan could have could have drawn it as well. They got a three at the end to, to level it and uh Joe Roberts uh didn't strike it, it went wide. So Michael got out with a pint win, like but uh yeah, Kilavan weren't great now, to be honest with you. Know, I thought they were, they were um, I just felt they, set, they, they were sitting back too much, uh, you know, and, and they invited uh, Michael on to them, like, you know, and you, John, uh, John Michael, there, you know, around that forward line, like, you know, he's big man, he's, 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 uh, he's a handful for anybody, like, you know, but um, young Scott Tracy was, was very good, he scored three points. Um, John Michael or Anna Cabinet and uh, Martin Clowry. Martin Clowry got the probably the winning point to, to seal it for them. But uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was 
it was frustrating for for Calavin because the Joe Roberts was had an off day. Like I mean, he, he kicked the uh, four or five wides. You know, he kicked two points. You know, um, Paul Paul Nolan was yeah. He got two frees. He missed two frees and he scored a point from play. But um, I just felt like I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to press. You know, up up high, and um, their energy was just sapped out. I'm trying to trying to press, and, and and when you're going to press a team, like everybody's got to be tuned in, everybody's got to be on the same wavelength. And if you have one or two lads off it, like I mean, Mike should just pass the ball to them, like you know. And Martin Dyle, Martin Dyle, uh, at centre back, Martin was a thorn their side, like you know, he was he was carrying a lot of ball on them, and um, so yeah. It's, um, it's a good win for a good win for uh, for Michael. <laughs> the bragging right down there now with Michael at the moment. So. Yeah, it was indeed. Joe, we're going to excuse you. Thanks for joining us. I know you've uh, stuff to do there, so thanks for coming on, Ari. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. There we go. We're back to the three amigos again. Um, so the other game, obviously, uh, Aerog beat Clomore. I think it was one eleven to nine in mm. the end. Um, so Clomore dropped down now as well. Um, you know, which is which is mad stuff. I think. I can't They'll remember. Be disappointed with that. I can't yeah. remember the. Jesus, someone told me this, this sounds ridiculous now. It was either forty or seventy years that they were either at least intermediate. You know what I mean, it's it's mad to think that. Like, and I suppose in a way, I might bring you back to our other little point from last week. Did we need to be getting rid of teams? Like, could we have actually promoted another team and really get no one and went to ten? Mm. You know, in a sense. Um, but yeah, there we go. Like, junior, I tell you now, boys. Regardless, like you're, you're expecting Grange to come out with junior, it's not going to be easy one next year. You have the Cox and Clomore, and like you'd be no, saying to yourself, Oh, Grange go, maybe, maybe another, you'd be saying, Oh, we'll find your chances. It's probably nearly a tougher championship now next year. Um, yeah. with them two teams coming down, you know. But yeah. look, it is what it is. Were you talking to anyone from Aerog about how that went? Rant lads, or any, any lies to tell us even about it? No, uh, I think to have a new Richie Mann's after taking over and putting the boys through their paces and putting a bit of structure and things so um hoping to see big improvements. Hmm. And sure look, yeah. that was that was literally a very important game was deciding who's staying and who's going sort of a thing. So it brings oh, yeah. us into the fixture this weekend. We have the, the quarterfinals in the intermediate and the junior as we we're saying. We're going to talk about the junior in a few moments time. But uh the first quarter final as you mentioned briefly earlier, quarter to seven Netwatch Cullen Park on Friday. It's Tolo versus Air Oak. So that's going to be a very, very good game, I have to say. Sorry, we just have, I'm bringing this comment first. Uh, Declan McCarthy has gotten to us. He's after confirming it. Disaster result for Clomore. 71 years. Peak to love of God. Back to junior after 71 years, like so. Yeah. It's, it's big oh, stuff, in fairness. For, for a club that's like primarily football as well, you know, they'd be disappointed. Yeah. Um, there's literally no other distraction out there, really, is there? Like, I mean, serious, serious young talent there, like after coming through Carla squads and that. The last yeah, few years, final, final, three years yeah. ago, three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, who knows? It's not all. Is not, I know it's shy at the moment, but who knows? I mean, they have a lot of those good young lads coming up, and why? Why can't they come back up? You yeah. know what I mean? We've seen that before as well. Where nearly the yeah. best thing that happens sometimes is actually dropping down because you go up on a high and then go up again. Like Fenner yeah. being an example. Like they're obviously going to be there. They're about winning this intermediate championship, but it took the majors to go to junior, and we knew once they get up, there were. You know, they could possibly have got a double bounce kind of a thing, you know. So, yeah, this is the way the whole thing works, lads. But anyway, back to that fixture. Now, that's not an easy one to call because, as we said last week, there's good lads, good lads on their own team, there's good chaps in their own team. 
Um, Joe mentioned something about maybe an, an adjustment being needed from a Tuller point of view and that maybe they were a little bit open and they mightn't get away with it against their oak. So to talk about a blind verdict, it's, it's I don't like doing this because I haven't seen the games forever. So you're going, it's nearly like Mystic Meg kind of a thing. In a way, like... I just think Air Oaks. I'm not even going to show report. I just think Air Oak for this one. I'm talking to Air Oak, man. I'm not going to have a feeling it's going to be Air Oak, is it? Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen either of them playing no, Kevin, to be honest with you. Know, so it's a bit unfair of me to judge that, judge that one. Um, but I didn't see him either. You may give us a verdict. That's why um, we're paying the big books, Tom. Oh, yeah, 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 Quarterfinal, Clownton Gall and Kilbride. Now, like the Nolans are a big factor. Owen being gone and Parik, obviously, with the sound of things, likely to be gone. I think that straightens it up. Even with Kilbride at full tilt, I'm probably still going with Clownton Gall here. But now that that's after happening, I think it's Clownton Gall. What do you think? Um, yeah. You saw them. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw. I saw and um, the. They definitely have to improve on, on, on the last performance. They have to improve on them. And as you say, the two Norns are gone for Kibride. They're a huge loss to them. You know, they're a big, big blow to them. So, um, therefore, you won't like me saying it. But uh, I go for Kilavan. Right. Okay. So is it three Kilavans? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I've seen a good bit of Kilavan last year. I just think. Jeez, have so much potential, lads. They still have some serious footballers. And one big thing for me, the last few games I've seen them, they're, they're probably conversion rate isn't great. They'll always drop into double figures, their wides. If they can just curtail that a small bit, they'll, they'll do really well. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, moving on to junior, lads. Uh, Friday night. Uh, it was all Auckland and their rogue. Now I'm going on the label of Stephen Barmerick for my match report here. Uh, four five a rogue and one fourteen all Auckland. Um, Richie Bork three points from play. We all thought he was a defender, huh? Still going strong. Uh, Huey Gan scored a goal, thing for all Auckland. I don't know who got all the scores for a rogue. Couldn't tell you. But you're looking at it and you're thinking fifteen scores versus nine. Um, is there a story in that? I don't know. Uh, but still, all that matters is all Auckland are going through to a quarter final, and you know, a rogue lose out there as a result, and they're dropping back. Or are they dropping back? Eva Junior, is your last team Junior C or Junior B? It's junior C, is it? Junior C, yeah. So, yeah, they are dropping back then. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, and this comes back to me a little gripe, and I, I have one better than what I'm about to say as well, a better example. But all Auckland lost two games and, and drew one, and in a quarter final. You win no game in the quarter final, right? Well, I'll better that. In 2014, for Lachlan Bridge, we were in a group with Milford, St. Mullins, and Aerog. In the first game, I think we were eight points up against Milford, and they came back and bet us. I was sick because the missus actually gone to America for the summer, and I said, No, I'm staying around. I'm playing this game. 
and fucking mill for a bet. I, said, I swear to Jesus, I have a couple of regrets in life. One is not going to see Coldplay and Crow Park. Uh, it was the best concert everyone ever spoke to was ever at. And number two is not going to America that fucking summer because Jesus Christ, it was actually disgraceful getting bet by Milford. Um, not because Milford were a bad boy, it was just we the whole thing away. But anyway, back to the point. By the second round of fixtures, St. Mullins had pulled out. And then in the third round, we played Airog and Airog best. So we won no game going to a quarter final. It gets better again. We actually drew a ballon. I went to a replay and the best way you point in the replay. How the fuck do you get to a quarter final out of a group without winning the game? Like, so is that even is it an endorsement though? Again, to last week, like it's not fit for purpose. Like, at least you're not that, that leash format that we spoke about. You're after winning the games and you're justifiably in the position you should be in. Like, so it's, it's crazy. But anyway, as you said, junior football is always unpredictable, lads. You can never tell what's going to happen, even if it's A, B, or C. Um, but look, anyway, that means all Lachlan are, are out at. Um, Grange and Powell, that game obviously didn't take place for obvious reasons, but we understand this. Uh, I think Grange have been given the points for that one. So on the other side, oh. then we have, yeah, geez, I was down to battle the ball yesterday and. I'll balance out. I won't be overly critical of the format. I'll give it its due here, right? Because with five minutes to go, Lachlan Bridge were a point down against Tin Ryland, which meant they were going to be relegated. Then they got back level. Keane Kavanagh kicked a cracker of a 45. Cook over the goal to kick it. And then at that point, they're in a quarter final. And then they get another free, probably 50 yards, another five yards, I'd say, roughly back from where Keane kicked it. He came up initially. And then I don't know whether the instruction came in or not, but he didn't actually take the kick. If he didn't, it went over in the semi final. So we'll give the, the former a bit of credit as well rather than staying it the whole time. I don't understand why he didn't go for it. Because as it turned out, I think the whistle was blown really straight away after. Um, maybe there was a paranoia there. Maybe there was a misunderstanding that maybe it wasn't going to be the last play. If it stays in play, they get position and get a score, Lachlan Bridge are relegated. So maybe it's the only thing I can think of that possibly could have happened. Tin Ryland's second team, as you said last week, are a serious second team. Like Evan Dyle was playing. Glenn Dyle was playing, Pori Townsend, Heaney Whelan. Uh, they're all, all in the forward line, actually, funnily enough. Um, Kieran Larkin, wing back, like he's another in the middle with CBS. Mark Lawler was in the forward line as well. He's a serious footballer. I don't know how he's not playing senior. Uh, Cormac Miguel getting in the middle of the field was brilliant, actually. Serious unit of a man now, a substantial man. Um, and just all around a solid side. And you'd be saying paper don't win at him, but you're looking at that and you're thinking, I would have thought in Ryland on paper, we're probably the second best team in it. And they got bet by Ballon in the second round. But Tim Ryan kicked serious scores in the game. Serious scores. They didn't miss too many opportunities. Locker Bridge got off to a good start. Aidan Lillis kicked a couple of frees. Or sorry, a couple of points. Um, and what do you call it? Then Tim Ryan got a far two of the goal, has to be said. Evan Dyle swung one off the left. They hit the crossbar and came down. And uh, it was tucked away in the end by Glenn Dyle from close range. Just alert. Locker Bridge weren't alert to the ball coming off the post or off the crossbar. And you know, you have to be awake. And that put Tin Ryland in the ascendancy. I think it was a 1-5-5 five five at half-time. And then Lachlan Bridge got the first three points of the, the second half. And it was tit for tat after that. Um, but obviously, the draw means that they're they're still alive or whatever. Was not, obviously, it was not Ballon and Uh Ballon won by six, I think, in the end it was. Um, let me just check that to be 100% correct. Because uh, you have the Twitter machine going here in the background. <laughs> one, one nine to eight, was it? 198, it was, yeah, four points in the end. So, yeah, what that means then for the junior championship this weekend, uh, both of the quarterfinals are on Saturday. Uh, four o'clock, uh, both of them are in the training centre, actually, but four o'clock is Palatine and Lachlan Bridge, and then at 4.30, uh, Tyrone Island take on all Auckland. So, 
It's interesting, actually. Obviously, me being locked in Bridgeman, next door neighbor here is uh, is John Kenny, Jamie Nemoz's <laughs> older brother. So we're going to have rebound for over the next few days. Um, yeah, like I I haven't seen haven't seen Paul. I can't really comment too much. I think John's playing wing back. Um, or he might might or might not be there. It depends on. Might go in and give him a few clatters for a weekend to see, <laughs> see how things go. Um, what do you call it? But anyway, um, you're, I, I can't really make a decision on Paladine, but I'm going to say Lockler Bridge because I think there's serious potential in them. They, they were very wasteful yesterday, wasteful last weekend too, and I think they're good enough to win this one. It depends which version of them turn up, to be, to be quite straight about it. Um, I think Lachlan will win that one. And then the other one, as I said, 430, Tenoyle and Lachlan. Tin Ireland are just too strong for them, in my opinion. So I go on, I go on Lockton Bridge and Tin Ireland. So, um, belt away. Yeah, I'll, I'll join. I haven't seen Pal, I've seen their seniors twice, but their juniors, not haven't seen them at all. Mm. I'm going through Kevin, whatever you yeah. say, I'll go with you. <laughs> you feel Tommy, Tommy threatened by me, lad. I know. Don't worry, Tommy, you can be back next week. Huh? Don't worry, Tom. You can be yeah. back next week. <laughs> if, Joe, if Joe gets a few ball back off central, I'll be able to pay a few next week, Tommy. <laughs> Joe gets a good deal in chicken breast. I'll be gone. Yeah. Oh, he actually brought you over chicken filler roll. Remember after the after you got promoted, I missed out on that. Carlo played Antrim, remember? And uh, you got promoted, yeah, and I think we we're in Krakow or something. And yeah. next we got back on you. Yeah, I went up with a chicken filler roll. <laughs> That's actually, there's a photo there somewhere. Actually, I was bringing up. Anyway, we've been texting. From Stan, Stan Brennan has asked, ask Tommy, is he want to be chatting about the Leeds Championship? <laughs> well, come on, Stan, a little flower bag. Oh, Jesus. How many clubs were you at in Leeds, actually? Um, two. All right, yeah, that, that has been greatly exaggerated over the years. Um, I never I never came back without silver. That, oh, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> little flower bag that sent that text in there knows that. Hey, Christy, no pressure, lad. No pressure, lad. Pressure well, <laughs> for tires, lads. Exactly. Exactly. So look, um, I will go down to the rest of the, the fixtures. Um, there's plenty of what do you call it? There's a junior C action again this week on uh, Wednesday night, seven thirty. Tuller at home to Pal and Tynoylander at home to Ballin. Uh, Lockton Bridge at home to the Fighting Cox and the other group. And as we said last week, the mother of all journeys, Clonmore at home to St Mullins at eight o'clock. That one is. Uh, junior B quarterfinals are on this weekend too. Uh, Sunday for those, 12.30 out in Fenna, it's Bindersown and Aska, and then at 12, it's Banlerbana and Fenna. And I just want to put out there in, uh, the winners of those groups, actually, who went straight through. So Nave Owen went through our group one. And our group two, we had Calamity Gaul going straight through. So that's where we're at with that. Now we get to uh, the AOB section, and uh, Christy threw a few curveballs in this section last week. Have we... Uh, Christian oh, curveball oh, this week. Oh, oh. No, you asked, you asked what's wrong in your business. I just <laughs> brought up what was on my mind. Well, do you know what's funny, actually, right? So uh, I met a lad during the week at uh, the Lachlan game, and I won't reveal who it was, but uh, he said, you should talk about ticket price on your podcast. I said, yeah, and you should talk about structure as well. I was like, how much of last week's episode did you listen to? Well, I have a half an hour left. I was like, well, you fucking may listen to it because that's been covered. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we used to get the whole time when I worked on the radio, I'd be like, Oh, no, you didn't cover that. I was like, we did. You just weren't fucking tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> the cash lads out fairly quickly. That lad knows who he is, and maybe he's watching tonight. But no, other than that, lads, I, I don't have too much more to add to it, unless, unless you do. Any observations at all? No. No, I'm happy. No. 
All right, that concludes the meeting. We'll have another EGM next Monday. <laughs> 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 no, that's where it's at. Look, we just uh, we wish all the teams best luck over the weekend. Um, we'll try to get to as many of these games as possible. Yeah. And uh, as always, you can get in touch with us, lads, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at the left wing back. And as you said, we are looking for a sponsor as well. It's not big money. It's just to pay for Tommy and Christie's wages. Uh, <laughs> 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 now, Stan, Stan Tommy is actually fairly expensive, Tommy, now. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, that, that could be um, a vicious rumour as well. And disappointed Stan never asked me to do caddy from there, like, you know, that uh, foot cut. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ferris yeah. doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, sure. He's a little flower bag. He, he's, he's always <laughs> looking, you know, popping balls into the, into the back of the net. You know? <laughs> he can have the regular play in the podcast anytime he wants, but you know what? Then it actually will be an Aero podcast featuring a gymnast. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's the gymnast me, no, that's Dan. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, when, yeah, will, we, when will you be doing an interview with, with, with him? Oh, I don't know. She'll have to do a big feature. I don't know when well, he's out again. It'll it, it, it have to be a big feature for him because he's a lot to get off his little chest, little pigeon chest. He's a lot to get off it. Yeah, well, he's actually getting a bit off it tonight anyway. You were getting off of you, sir, the last few weeks. You want to start clattering into Les now? I, I don't mind. I, I, I'm, the, I'm like that friend, the quiet man. Yeah, we won actually message we didn't get to earlier uh, from this fella again. He says, Tell oh, Tom he's got Tombo all Auckland, the best team won. Simple as that. Oh. That's the Bowser dial. Oh, you would have a whole week now to think about abusing this fella back. Did you? Come no, 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 I'm not going to waste any pressure that lad. No game plan. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, lad. Look, we leave it at that. Uh, thank John Owen who uh, joined us earlier, and Christy and Tommy. Pleasure as always. Thanks a million, lads. We'll talk to you soon, alright? Hello, Kev. Adios. Okay.